Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Stride to Glory with me, Carl Wakeford, your host. I quit my job as a big four chartered accountant to become a full-time content creator and fitness business owner. I'm going to share with you the ups, the downs, and everything in between to inspire, educate, and help you on your journey. Everything you are about to listen to, I am personally actioning in my business. So, get your running shoes on, get in the zone, and prepare yourself for a new personal best. What up? Welcome to another week of Stride to Glory. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far. It is Monday, which means it's the start of a new week, which means I'm being super positive and overly energetic, as you can probably tell. It is Monday 24th of October 2022, and it is London Marathon Ballot Result Day. So if you are lucky enough to have secured a place in the London Marathon 2023, then huge congrats to you, because most people, including myself, were not so lucky and we did not secure a ballot place But fear not, there are plenty of marathons next year that you can choose from. And if you really do want to do London Marathon, you can, of course, get yourself one of the many charity places available and do something and raise money for a fantastic cause. So fear not. If you have got a place in London Marathon or you are determined to get a place in London Marathon, then please do consider joining my London Marathon coaching program, which is going to be epic if you want to get similar results to those people who I helped in the 2022 London Marathon. And all you've got to do is check out the show notes of this podcast, follow the link and book a call. Get yourself signed up and let's get the ball rolling. So update from my perspective, it is week two, block one. We have just started the second week of marathon training. I'm training for Rome Marathon next year, Brighton Marathon next year. I was going to be training for London if I got a place, but that is no longer on the cards. So whether I do a third around that time, we will wait and see. But for now, Rome and Brighton are the definites that I'm training for. So over the last week, I went to Lake Como, which was really, really fun. I went on Wednesday, I flew out, and then I came back on the Friday. When I arrived on the Wednesday, I mapped out a route around Lake Como, which ended up being way too ambitious. I completely underestimated the terrain around the lake. When I was mapping out the route that I was going to take, my objective was to run from where I was at lake level all the way up the mountains to get to the viewpoint so I could see the lake from a bird's eye view and then go from viewpoint to viewpoint traversing the ridge lines in order to work my way around the lake however what i didn't expect was that the paths would completely disappear i'd end up completely off piste and scrambling down a dry riverbed in order to work my way back down the mountain towards the lake to regain my bearings so i ended up crisscrossing through mountains for around two and a half hours before i even saw the lake Um, and then i ended up going for around seven hours but got nowhere near my end destination, but still put in a really good shift and had a great time and captured some great content. And then I came back on the Friday. So a really, really good week, um, a really, really fun way to train, a new way to explore. I did go on my own. So I'd had the best time just running around and eating all the pizza and the pasta. Of course, Italy, a fantastic place to carb load. So week one, block one of marathon training was a huge success. And now we're entering week two, where things largely stay the same and it is week three next week that things get a little bit more difficult in terms of 
distances increasing, paces upping, um, and then we work towards block two in two weeks' time, which I'm very, very excited about. We also have some exciting guests to look forward to joining me on the podcast coming up. So I'm working on inviting a series of awesome running guests. These people have high profiles, they have achieved incredible things, and I'm really excited to share with you who those guests are going to be. And I will be interviewing them on this podcast to learn from their experience, to share their wisdom with you all, and of course share in our combined passion for running. So lots to look forward to on the podcast and make sure you stay tuned and share this with your friends who you think would benefit from listening in. Today we are going to talk about running technique. Now as a run coach, running technique is something which I get asked about quite a lot and we're going to cover off all of the main points today. If you would like to know more about breathing, which we are not going to cover off today because I spoke about that in a previous podcast episode, you can flick back through my podcast episodes and find all that you need to know about breathing. Today though we are going to cover off foot striking, cadence, arm swing, forward lean and then we're going to talk about a few other technique points. So let's dive straight in. Before I go any further I just want to say that your running technique and the way you run is specific to you based on how you have run pretty much all your life so it's based on your natural biomechanics essentially so before you start going to change things just remember that it's not necessarily important for you to change the way you run however it's good to bear in mind that there is an optimal way to run and there are methods of running which are less optimal but it's really not a big deal what I'm about to share with you is just good theory to bear in mind as you obviously progress in your running career. So we're going to start off with foot striking. So foot striking is the way in which your feet strike the ground as you run. There are three types of foot strike. You have heel striking, the midfoot strike and the front foot strike. This is regularly up for debate in the running world but essentially it's quite widely accepted that heel striking is the worst of the three. So heel striking is of course when your heel strikes the ground first before any other part of your foot. Now the issue with this is that if your heel strikes the ground in front of you, then you're effectively applying the brakes every time you take a stride because if you just think about the biomechanics of your heel outstretched in front of you while your momentum is travelling forward, your leg is essentially acting as resistance to that forward momentum. So over time, that could potentially impact your knees the shock essentially travels through your heel block up your shins into your knees and not only is it obviously not great for your forward momentum but it could potentially lead to longer term injury you then have midfoot strike which is when the middle of your foot strikes the ground first so your foot essentially comes down parallel with the ground and then strikes it in parallel You then have the front foot strike, which is where you are running on the balls of your feet. And the front foot strike is what is considered to be gold standard because the front foot strike lends itself to, it's something called forward lean, um, where you're essentially leaning forward into the direction of travel and your front foot strikes the ground just in front of your center of gravity. With that in mind, if you're a heel striker, don't worry about it. 
I have actually, I used to heel strike a lot. And when I posted content, I used to get ripped in piece, ripped to pieces. People saying I'm a heel striker. I even got tagged in a post once, which was like heel strike police, which was quite funny. Um, but ultimately, I have corrected it on the whole. I do now run more with a midfoot strike rather than a heel strike. However, that change happened over years. Um, I actually got an injury in my foot when I tried to go from heel striking to front foot strike too quickly because it just went against my natural biomechanics. So that put a lot of stress on muscles and bones that weren't previously being stressed when I ran. So just bear that in mind. I'm not saying you will get injured, but there's no need to change it super quickly. Just if you have the idea of what good running technique is in your mind, then you can look to adjust it over time. So the next thing I want to cover off is cadence. So cadence is um, the number of steps you take per minute as you run. There's a lot of debate about cadence in the running world, but essentially 180 beats per minute or steps per minute is what is considered to be a good or goal or an optimum running cadence. Now, personally, as a run coach, I think cadence is overkill. I don't think you need to worry about cadence. You know, other coaches might debate me on this, but I think for the normal average person, it's just completely irrelevant. However, the one benefit of cadence is that it does prevent you from overstriding, which again links back to heel striking. If you are overstriding, you're more likely to heel strike, which is not good for forward momentum when you run. So if you do heel strike, I would think about increasing your cadence to take more steps such that you're running on your midfoot or your front foot. Now, working up the body, we then have the arm swing. So the point of the arm swing is quite obvious. It is to assist and aid your forward momentum. And it comes from having a strong twist in the torso as you run. So if you think about a swimmer doing front crawl, they're twisting and rotating in the water as they extend their arms out in front of them. As you run, you want to obviously twist your torso a little bit to pump your arms forward and backwards in order to assist with forward momentum. Now, the key thing with your arm swing is to keep your arms relaxed. Try not to tense your body and make sure that your arms swing naturally backwards and forwards. The range of motion, some runners say you need to be swinging your arms 180 degrees. Um, but personally, I don't do that just because what feels quite natural to me and fluid to me is actually a much lesser range of motion. So again, it all comes down to a natural biomechanics. However, as long as you are relaxed with your arm swing and you are aiding forward momentum, then that is the goal. If you think about a boxer in a ring who has his guard up, he's got two hands in front of his face, his arms are nice and bent. The important thing is not to tense because if you tense your arms, you expend a lot of energy in doing so. So the key thing is to keep them nice and relaxed so that you're not expending energy in contracting those arm muscles. Now, I hope all of this is making sense because where this really matters when you are on a run is when you start to fatigue towards the end of your run. Now, obviously, for different people, that will come at different points in time. But what's really, really key is that you maintain strict and strong form the entire time. Don't let fatigue cause your shoulders to hunch your legs to depower, your eyes to drop down. You want to be running nice and tall with a chest up, solid arm swing, power in the legs. Don't let the fatigue derail you because quite often your form is a reflection of your mindset. So if you are fatigued and you let your body start hunching over and you let your form go out the window, 
you're basically telling everyone, including yourself, that you are fatigued and you are letting it get the better of you. So a really good trick is to, when you get fatigued, just try to maintain strong form. You know, you can slow the pace, you can do whatever you need to do, but just by maintaining strong form, you are actually fighting the fatigue, which is trying to derail your form. So just bear this in mind on your next run and give it a go. So often I see people and you can tell they're fucked. You, know, you can tell that they're on the back end of a long run. You know, their shoulders are hunched, their heads are dropping, they're going... <gasps> Don't be one of those people. I know it's difficult when you start to get tired, but maintain good bodily posture when you run. It will help you fight fatigue and it will help you finish strong, believe me. Last of all, strength training is really key to maintaining strong posture. Obviously, having good abdominal strength will help you with the rotation in the torso. Training your arms will help you with your arm swing. And of course, training your legs will help you with power in your stride. Strength training also helps you with injury resistance. And on the whole, if you try to optimize your technique, you are far less likely to get injured. So there we have it. That is running technique in a nutshell. We covered foot strike, cadence, arm swing, forward lean, what not to do when you get fatigued and the importance of strength training in helping you to achieve perfect running form. I hope you found today helpful. My name is Carl. I'm the founder of Stride and Glory. I am a running and resilience coach. If you want to join any of my programs, please check out the show notes. And of course, have a fucking great week of training. Let's go.